Welcome into The Verge, a show which covers the Baltimore Orioles minor leagues. The Verge is part of BSL Radio. Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations at the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. On Twitter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A lets us be more creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hello and welcome to today's On The Verge Daily. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, recapping the games from Wednesday, June 29th. And there was a lot of offense to get to, uh, and a little bit of pitching. So let's start with the top of the Orioles organization, which is absolutely loaded starting this week. Norfolk Tides defeat Gwinnett Stripers 9-5. to and this offense was working nine to five. Let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Who's the star of the game today? Let's go with Jordan Westberg. Two for four with a run, three RBIs, his eighth double, his sixth home run was also hit by a pitch. He went 0 for five the day before as Gunnar Henderson hit for the cycle. And he's like, not, not anything you can do. I can do uh, almost as well. He's now batting 350 with an 1100 OPS. Taron Vavra. He's like, all these fancy new names in the lineup. Don't forget about me. I just need to stay healthy, and then I will be in the Major League lineup B. He was three for five with two runs, two RBIs, and two doubles. He now has nine on the season. Gunnar Henderson followed up his cycle with a one for four game, a walk, and his third stolen base. So that'll that'll do. Kyle Stowers was one for four with the run and an RBI. Yusniel Diaz was one for four with a run and a walk. And Rylan Bannon had a great game. He stayed hot, even missing a week with a flash-in-the-pan appearance at the Major League roster. Two for four with his ninth double and his ninth home run. Three RBIs. His OPS is right below 800 now. Kelvin Gutierrez returned to the lineup. Who cares? One for four with the run. Cody Sedlock started the game, and, and he pitched much better than the last time out, giving up three runs over five innings to get the win. He's now 3-1. and one. He struck out six batters. He's got a 6.50 ERA. Marcos Duplan gave up two runs over an inning and raised his ERA all the way up to 1.66. Rico Garcia, two scoreless innings with the strikeout, and Cole Uvila had a scoreless inning with a strikeout as well. Rejuvenated Bowie Bay Sox, they took out... The Richmond Flying Squirrels, 12 to 1. Five Bowie batters were hit by pitches in this game. So that's pretty annoying. Maverick Hanley was hit by three pitches. He also stole his fourth base, walked, and scored a run. Colton Kowser was hit by a pitch, 
And Connor Norby was hit by a pitch. Norby was also one for three in the game with two runs a walk in his first double-A double. Kowser was 0 for two with two runs and two walks. And he has yet to strike out over 10 plate appearances double-A. If he keeps that strikeout rate up, he's going to be a problem. Cesar Prieto, two for five, the star of this game, two runs, five RBIs. He had a grand slam, which was his second home run in double-A, as well as an RBI single. He's just happy to have his friends back in the lineup with him. Joey Ortiz was one for four with a run and a walk. Hudson Haskin was one for four with a RBI and his 13th double. Andrew Dostrock, I talked about it last week that he started incredibly slow last year and then kind of blew up in the second half to get back on everyone's radar. And he might be doing the same exact thing again. I mean, he was only one for five in this game with the run and two RBIs, but he's been hitting the ball really well of late and he's got his OPS up to 744. J.D. Mundy has been super quiet all season long. Finally has a bit of a breakout game here. Three for four with two home runs and four RBIs, giving him six homers on the season. He's still only batting 222 with a 672 OPS, but three months left to go in the season, or two and a half, I guess. See what he can do. One of these guys between Dostrak and Mundy is going to have to move up soon to make room for T.T. Bowens, who's had a pretty good year in Aberdeen and is 24 years old. Ryan Watson started the game for the Bay Sox and maybe had his best outing of the year. He only needed 83 pitches to get through six innings, giving up one run on three hits and one walk with seven strikeouts. He got the win to go to five and two, and his ERA is now 3.82. Great outing for him. Connor Loprich talked about it last time. I was on one of these, and he pitched, and he's just continued to unlock whatever he was trying to unlock two more scoreless innings with two strikeouts. His ERA is all the way down to 5.86. And Shelton Perkins had two strikeouts in a perfect ninth to close it down. Speaking of the Ironbirds, they lost 8-4, to four, but there were some good things in this game. Pitching not being one of them, Connor Gillespie gave up four home runs, five runs total over four innings to get the loss. The good news is he didn't walk anybody and struck out four over those four innings, but his ERA is now 3.34. Carson Carter... Undrafted free agent signing after last year's draft. He's just a body. He gave three runs over three and two thirds. And then Nick Richmond struck out a batter over one and a third. But offensively, Colin Burns led off and was two for five with his third home run. That gives him two home runs in his last three games. All of a sudden, maybe he, the Brian Roberts-esque hitter, has put in some, uh, some contact lenses. And now the power is starting to come just like it did for, for B-Rob. He's batting 271 with a 724 OPS. John Rose just continues to be steady, and I think he just needs to stay healthy for another couple weeks, and he'll be he'll be up in Bowie with his friends as Heston Kerr said, gets promoted to Aberdeen. We'll see. He was one for three with a run and a walk. The previously mentioned Bowens was one for four with his fourth home run. It's kind of crazy he only has four home runs, considering just how big he is and how much power he showed last year. I would imagine when he's in Bowie and out of this depressed offensive league and home stadium, he'll he'll show that off a little bit more. Rehabbing Shane Fontana was one for four with a stolen base. Billy Cook, who I just trashed kind of, unfortunately, in my last down on the farm column, of course, goes two for four with a home run, his fifth. Davis Tavares had a walk, and Wilkin Grion was one for three with a walk. Ryan Higgins was there for four with two strikeouts in his high A debut. Delmarva Shorebirds got crushed by Fredericksburg, but 
they still had 13 hits in the game, put up four runs, plenty of offense to talk about. Luis Valdez, this kid is is fun to watch. I hope he it continues to improve and stick around in the organization. He was four for six with a run and his 34th stolen base, now batting 263 with a 668 OPS. Heston Kerstad, ho-hum, another one for three with a run and a walk. He's batting 423 with an OPS over 1,000. Yada, yada, yada. Ilio Prado, one for four with his second double, two RBIs and a walk. He's continued to impress. Trenton Craig, one for four to stay steady. Frederick Ben Cosme, two for five with an RBI. He's now batting 367, and the sample size is getting bigger. Love to see it. He is now up to 67 plate appearances, and he's got a 367 average with an 807 OPS. Pretty awesome for the super young kid. Isaac DeLeon was one for four with a walk. Roberto Martinez was back with the Shorebirds. Didn't realize that, but he was two for five in the game. And Creed Willems was one for five with a run. The pitching is where there were some issues. Connor Grady got the loss to go to three and five. He gave up six runs, four earned over two innings. He's got a 6.51 ERA. Joel Benitez gave up three runs, two earned over two innings with three strikeouts. Hector Perez, who's a 26-year-old that the Orioles signed to a minor league contract in May. Looks like he's working his way back either from a minor injury or just building himself up. Not sure what they see there, but obviously it's something he pitched. Two scoreless innings with two strikeouts. Angel Vargas gave up six runs over a third of an inning. Four were earned. And Alejandro Mendez gave up no runs. No runs allowed over one and two-thirds of an inning to lower his ERA to 9.74. Today is the final day of June, so it's time for these these guys to make their final impressions on the first half of the season and see who's going to be the the stars of the month put a exclamation point on it. It's been a really good month, I think. In AAA, Michael Bauman getting his second start in a row. Maybe they are stretching him out there, or maybe he's still just a placeholder. I don't know, but it'd be interesting to see how he does. Down in Bowie, we're going to have Noah Denoyer getting the start. That's exciting that he's been shifted to the starting rotation as opposed to coming in for three, four innings of relief. In Aberdeen, Peter Van Loon looks to continue his perfect record of the season and Davy Cruz on the mound to start for Del Marva tonight. That's a great pitching lineup and we know the offense and what it's capable of. So I'll be back tomorrow morning to recap those games. And as always, thanks for listening and thanks for being a patron. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.